direction. The identity of the real killer would surprise them all. Instant panic. Instant, instant panic. I still get chills. It just can't be. Here again, Andrea Canning. The investigation into who murdered Megan Landowski, the sweet 16-year-old who loved to dance, had shifted to her circle of friends and acquaintances. A few weeks in, investigators had a good lead. They were trying to connect that sneaker print found at the crime scene to neighbors of Megan's. You took these two people seriously to have marshals come in. We took everybody that we thought would potentially could have done this. We took everybody serious. The men in question had left town not long after the murder. So you brought him back. Did you interrogate them? When we brought him in and talked to him, we found that they didn't know Megan. And didn't know anything about her murder. Their fingerprints, their DNA, didn't match what was left at the scene. But investigators had plenty of other people to talk to, starting with a high school full of potential suspects. So the day that she was killed, we went back and pulled all the video and tried to track Megan all the way through the school just to see if there was any type of confrontation, if there was a guy. The videos didn't point to anyone suspicious. Still, they interviewed student after student, looking for someone who had a problem with Megan, but no luck. Everybody talked nice about Megan, but when you have no leads, you want to find the one person or several people who aren't saying nice things about Megan. Popular at school, Megan even stayed friendly with kids from the arts magnet program she'd attended as a freshman. She was very inclusive. She, mm-hmm. she really would hang around with anybody. Anybody, anybody, yeah. She did not care what she looked like, what she liked, if you liked different music than her. She, yeah, she didn't, she didn't care. Megan's friendliness made it harder for investigators. In fact, she was so beloved, her remembrance tree was getting plenty of visitors. And that got detectives thinking. Maybe one of them was more than just a visitor. We were working with NCS, and they came up with this, hey, we got this idea. Maybe the killer will come to the tree, maybe he'll say something, or whoever it is. So right next to the tree, NCIS technicians placed a hidden camera in a memorial stone. We had a, a container that was off here, that was off to the side. We would run the recordings back to the container and change the VHS tapes out. Every day? Every single day. Did the investigators ever find anything? Did you find anything? No, we saw plenty of our friends, people who cared about her, people that we didn't know who they were, and they would come up, people from out of town, but no, no killer. So a creative tactic, but yet another... Dead end. It ended in a dead end. Investigators had what they hoped would be another source of leads, Megan's own words. She'd kept a diary. We went through the journals that Megan kept. We were looking for boyfriends or anything that might give us a clue. Or anyone maybe she was angry at or that was angry at her. For a teenage girl, she wasn't down and negative. She was very upbeat. Do you remember her having a boyfriend at all during that time? No, not that I, not anything super serious that I would consider saying that this guy was somebody that she dated as a boyfriend. Was there anyone that she was interested in? Not really. There was a few guys that she talked 